Welcome to the Postpartum Wow, the show where moms share their raw, unfiltered postpartum moments. I'm your host, Sarah Allen, and I'm a first-time mom who was completely broadsided by postpartum depression and anxiety. I'm here to show the not-so-pretty side of becoming a parent, and I hope you hear something that resonates with you because, let's be honest, the postpartum experience is nothing like we imagined. But along with the struggles come glimpses of hope. So buckle up and hold on tight, and let's get to it. Hello again, friends. Thanks for joining me again on Postpartum Well. Solo episode coming at you this week. Um, I've got some really neat interviews coming in uh, the next few weeks of um, end of January, beginning of February, and uh, just thought I would mix it up a little bit and provide a solo episode in between some of that content. So here we are. Um, don't think I've said it yet, but happy new year. Um, we're about halfway through January as I record this, but, um, so far the year seems to be starting off good. Um, we did just get over a stomach bug with poor baby, um, which was really sad to, to see. It's never fun to see your kids sick. Um, but thankfully my husband and I seem to be healthy. So, um, hopefully it was just a, just a little, she was over in a couple of days. So hopefully it was just a little, little short-term thing and, and she's pretty much back to normal. But anyway, before, uh, getting into the meat and potatoes of the episode, as I always say, a little disclaimer, I'm not a medical professional. The thoughts and opinions that I express are my own. And a trigger warning for anyone currently in the throes of postpartum anxiety or depression. Uh, Just be mindful as you listen to this episode. And the topic, the roommate stage. So this was probably one of the top issues that completely, what's a good way to describe it, just took me by surprise. I knew that my husband and I's relationship would change. I think everyone knows that when you have a baby, your your family dynamic is going to be different. You just don't know how yet. Um, And I think for us, it was incredibly surprising to to see how quickly it we easily fell into the roommate stage. And, and what do I mean by the roommate stage? Um, the way I defined it for us was because of the phase of life we were in of, we're both working outside the home and we would go to work exhausted, come home exhausted, but unable to check out because we had to parent. So it, more or less turned into a kiss, good morning, a quick hi, how are you? Go right into parenting, go right into the day of getting baby ready for the day, getting ourselves ready for the day, tapping in and out as needed to uh, do what we needed to do for each other and for ourselves and go about our day. Um, We work on alternate days, so the days that he works, I'm usually home, or we have the babysitter at home, and the days that he has off, I work full-time, so um, there's not a lot 
there wasn't a lot of downtime for the two of us. There was like individually, like if he was here with baby and would like, you know, put her down for a nap, he'd have a little bit of time to himself. And then the same thing with me where we could get some time to kind of re-energize on our own, but together as a couple, a married couple, it just seemed impossible to do. So that's my definition of the roommate stage. You're just, you're in this phase of taking care of the household and parenting, being a good employee, taking care of a business outside the home, bringing in the money, and then not having what you feel is adequate time to devote to your, your significant other. And we, we knew it was temporary. And so I guess at first we weren't too concerned about it, but then it kind of hit us one day of like, wow. Um, so it's been a couple months and it seems to be getting worse. I think I, and I can't fully speak for my husband, but I know in my head, I kept thinking, well, I don't have a, a choice. I just have to push through it and I'll learn as I go type thing. <clears throat> but I think where where I made the mistake was I kept putting our relationship on the back burner. Like to me, it just didn't, it sounds bad, but I wasn't prioritizing it. And I wasn't being mindful with my time with my husband. Because especially at the end of the day, when if we were both you know, off work and it was in the evening and we'd put baby to bed. It just the last thing I wanted to do again, this sounds terrible, but the last thing I wanted to do was be intimate or, you know, get that good quality time with my husband. You know, I didn't mind vegging out on the couch with him or something like that. That was fine, but it seemed like it never failed. We would sit on the couch to watch a show or something. And within five, 10 minutes, I was out like a light. Um, especially when we were constantly dealing with the, uh, constantly dealing with the, the lactation issues we were having. So it just, it was around the clock thing and exhaustion just poured over me. So I just couldn't, I, I didn't think I had, I had it in me to devote time to that. And it sounds horrible. It really, really does. And I think that's that was another thing that I was feeling guilty about on top of the mom guilt that was setting in. So it just it just was overwhelming. And at the time, it was just easier for me to work on the things I could control, even though at the time I totally could control the quality time that we would spend together. But I just I didn't know how to make that happen. So, um, so it hit us, it hit us pretty hard. I would say, yeah, it got, our relationship got pretty ugly. Not necessarily like we were fighting or anything like that. It's just, I feel like I kept letting my husband down on the front of being a wife. And I think he was feeling some of that too on being a husband. You know, he wanted to devote time to our marriage and to each other, but he just saw how exhausted I was and he felt bad for asking for any kind of 
quality time. And I'm not just talking about sex or being intimate like that. I'm talking just being together, devoting time solely just to to being with one another. Um, so yeah, it was... It was very difficult and like I had brought it up like I was in therapy for a while and I'd brought it up a couple of times, but the therapist I was working with wasn't a couples therapist. She was more geared toward uh, new moms. So she was honest and, and said, hey, this isn't my necessarily my scope, but I can give you a couple of recommendations and I looked at some of them and like there was even a, a book that we could go get and, and maybe work through. And I bought it just kind of as an afterthought, but I showed it to my husband and he was just like, I don't know if that's for us. So, and it's not that he wasn't wanting to try. He was, but I think he was in the same mindset that I was of, you know, you need to do something. You just don't know what that something is. And I guess we were getting tired of grasping at straws, trying to figure it out. So uh, how exactly did we handle it? Well, at first we didn't. And <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it, it, it literally was a point where we saw each other for a few minutes in the morning and then a few minutes in the evening. Sometimes it wouldn't, I wouldn't even see him in the evening because he would work evenings and I'd be asleep by the time he'd get home and he'd usually be home around like, you know, nine o'clock, nine 30. Um, and there were times where I would try to stay awake, but the exhaustion I felt was just too much. And I don't know how many, how many times I would just, I would be sobbing because I know that it, f for the sake of my marriage, I need to find a way to spend time with him and devote time to him. And honestly, I was missing him and I was trying not to, I was resentful toward being a mom for a lot of reasons, but this was probably at the top of the list because I missed just being a wife. I missed where I could devote the majority of my time to being that devoted, loyal wife that I'd pride myself in and trying to to strengthen our marriage and I don't know. So it there's a lot of things we had to work through. And the more we talked about it, the more we realized, okay, we just, we have to be more mindful with our time. We have to, if we have to schedule, and that's another thing, the idea of scheduling time together, just, I don't know if it felt like it took the romance away or what, but it, we finally got to a point where it was like, look, if we want to be mindful with the time, this is the starting point. So we started uh, two nights a week. Uh, the two nights where we're both off work and we put baby to bed. We've, we've put forth the effort to, we, we spend time together. We, we actively think of things we could do. Um, right now it's movies. We're just going through some, not very long movies, obviously, because we're both pretty exhausted by 10 o'clock and want to go to bed. But, um, you know, something short or a TV show like we're in, we're both into true crime. So we'll we'll look up some 
a TV series on that genre and maybe watch an episode or two or an old comedy or something. And we'll sit on the couch together. And um, I'm also finding other, just other opportunities to just make an effort to be together, whether that's if one of us is on baby duty, being mindful of being in the same room, not expecting them to necessarily do anything, but just to be together. Um, and I think another thing that helped us too was understanding, and we'd done the whole find your love language quiz like before we got married. We've been married for almost five years. It'll be five years uh, this summer. But we've been together for about seven and we knew going into it that so my love language is the top one is acts of service and his is physical touch. And we knew that. Um, so it, for me, my default is to always show love to him by doing acts of service, whether that's uh, cleaning the house, doing housework, um, going to the grocery store. Um, <clears throat> finding ways to make his day better, you know, things like that of nature. Um, and him, like we went ahead and redid the quiz when we were in the throes of all this, just to see if it changed at all. And it didn't, but the thing I took away from it was my top two, which is acts of service and I think quality time was my second one. Um, my top two were his bottom two and vice versa. His top two, the first one was a physical touch. Second one was, I think, gift giving. No, hang on. Let's go back. I should, I should have looked this up before I recorded this, but I think my, my top one is definitely acts of service and his top one is definitely physical touch. But those are our bottom ones. So like his bottom one was acts of service and mine was physical touch. Uh, so being mindful of that, because my default is to show love in the way that I want to be loved. And I mean, yeah, he might pick up on some of that, but if I really want to show that I care and that I am still in love with him and that I want to devote time to this marriage, then I should show it in the way that, that he expresses love and that he accepts love. So being mindful of that, I think was helping. And he does the same thing by um, picking up around the house making sure that he's available to tap in when I need a break from parenting. Um, and anytime I've ever asked him to help me with something around the house, not, I'm not just housework, but anything like that might need fixed or whatever. He's always been quick to do it. So he's not afraid to, to demonstrate love toward me in the way that I need it as well. But I think because we weren't, 
we weren't being mindful and we weren't deliberately trying to show each other in the way that we needed it, we felt like our our marriage was slipping through the cracks. So it's not perfect by any means. Yeah, we're we're actively trying to get better with it. And I think just making it up in our in our minds, it sounds simple, but it's we have to choose each other. Like every single day we have to choose, okay. Um make sure baby's taken care of, her needs are met. And then checking in with each other at the end of the day of like, okay, how are you? Like, really? Are you doing okay? And just kind of taking an honest intake of, of what of what we're feeling at the moment. Um, so as far as our new normal, I guess, goes, like I said, we've been we've been doing movie nights and stuff on the two nights a week that we both have off work and it's been helpful. Um, we've also been trying to spend a little bit of time in the mornings before we get baby up. And that's been harder to do lately because she seems to think she's ready to start her day at 530 in the morning, which has been fun. But um, before she started doing that and sleeping until 630, 7 o'clock, um, yeah, we would we'd both be up around six and just kind of, you know, have a conversation of like, oh, how'd you sleep? You know, and like, well, yeah, this, 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 and this, and um, do our best to connect those first few minutes of the morning, just so we could, uh, we we could feel that connection as as the day goes on. And I recall when we when we were engaged and before we got married, we did. Um, we did take a premarital counseling and it reminded me of when the topic of, of children and raising a family came up and uh, our counselors who were wonderful people, we, we knew them personally. And so they were friends, but they, um, they told us, Hey, when it comes to raising a family, you have to consider your marriage above the children and you know when you when you hear that at first you think oh yeah 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 for sure and you don't really think twice about it but then you get into the throes of it and you're like oh okay and they weren't saying neglect your children's needs by any means that's not no that's not what they were implying but what they were saying was that it is far better for the children if they are secure in knowing that mom and dad are okay and I didn't <laughs> didn't put much thought into that until we were in that situation. And it's true. I've I've picked up on on Diana's because she's so perceptive, and ugh, I still can't get over how perceptive babies can be. But she knows if there's tension in the room, if there's like something going on between my husband and I, and we haven't worked it out or something. She, oh, she picks up on it big time. And it just, it's a reminder of, okay, we need to work on this, whatever's going on. <laughs> so we can clear the air and we can repair it and move on. Cause it's the last thing either one of us really wants is to, to have her be affected by our own nonsense or our own struggles. So 
And I don't think it's necessarily bad that she sees some of that because, you know, let's be honest, we're humans. And eventually she's going to figure out that, oh, yeah, my parents make mistakes. Um, But if anything, us working on the marriage and prioritizing the marriage and spending time with one another is only going to be an example for her of what I would, would want her to look for if, if marriage is something that she pursues one day. So that's kind of an overview of, of what our, our roommate stage looked like and is still looking like to this day. But, um, that's another thing that's helping me too, is understanding that it is temporary. It's not always going to be like this. We're not always going to be, um, not necessarily completely drained, but it feels like we're constantly on the clock. We're either at our jobs outside the home or we're at the job inside the home of parenting and making sure that baby's met needs are met. So, um, and another another suggestion I had because I, I talked to other moms about this too, but there was one one mom that brought up there's a uh, there's several like resources or books or even some online blogs or something that do like um, a list of open ended bedtime discussion. So like if you and your and your significant other are winding down at the end of the day and you just want to have a moment of connection, the idea is that you have this list of. Uh, bedtime topics or just open-ended topics to um, just have a conversation with each other and and have a, have a moment to to connect and like, let me pull up I have a list here and I'll put it in the show notes too because I did find a site that had a, a bunch of good ones but yeah like the first question on here is what are three things that I do that you couldn't live without so you know Things like that, that you really don't think about too much and just sparks an interesting conversation, I think. Um, so, I when we haven't done that yet, I, we probably should, but I like, the, I like the idea. I like the suggestion. So, maybe that's something you could try if if you're also currently in the, the roommate stage and I'd be curious to know what other people's roommate stages looked like. So, um, cause I'm sure that ours isn't like, isn't exactly like somebody else's or maybe it is, I don't know, but, um, but that would be, that, that'd be an interesting study to read on how other, other couples process the, the roommate stage during the, the, uh, the needy days of raising children. <laughs> so anywho, that's, that's my little my little episode for for this week is um the roommate stage is tough. I don't think it can be avoided. I and I'm not even entirely sure you can be totally prepared for it. Um but there are ways you can manage it. There are ways you can you can train yourselves to be mindful of your time together and find what works for you and your family to devote time to each other. Um because I didn't fully understand the importance of it until until we were in the throes of it. And if you're anything like me, you know it's it feels like hell when you're not 
connected to your person or it's been a while since you've had a connection with them and you miss them. Um, now, what's ironic is that I was still, you know, you see your, your significant other on a regular basis, but it almost feels like they're strangers or it almost feels like you never see them anymore, like truly see them or spend time with them and you live in the same house. But that's the, that's the reality that we're in right now. Um, and if it's the reality that you're facing right now, know that you're not the only ones and uh, certainly won't be the last. So hopefully you found something helpful with this content and you'll continue to move forward. So thanks for listening, you guys, and have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Postpartum Wow. If you like what you heard and you'd like to support this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe and follow me on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow me on my Facebook page at The Postpartum Wow. This way you'll be notified when new episodes are dropped every other Tuesday. Feel free to also leave a review sharing what you liked best, and this will help other listeners know what to expect when checking out this podcast. Until next time, friends, may your messy buns be on point and your coffee stay warm. Thank you.